This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Tonight's special share is dedicated by the Fonfeder family. B'zeicher nishmas, bracha bas ma'ashotuvya, b'neshama shehavana aliyah, b'ganeiden tehei menuchasa, shishabli melitza yashar for her whole family, for simcha sanachas, ad biyas goyal tzedek. Okay, good evening everyone, shalom aleichem. Like Reb Lewis mentioned, we have a very interesting topic tonight. Uh, we're going to speak about whether a woman who's widowed or divorced has to cover her hair. It actually uh, comes out very beautiful in uh, the Rashi. The Gemara on Ayin Bezimlav brought the Mishnah. The Mishnah says that if a woman violates either Das Moshe or Das Yehudis, she goes out without a Ksuba. So the Gemara, um, the Mishnah says, What's an example of violating Jewish practice? Das She goes out with her hair uncovered. That's a violation of Jewish practice. A woman who goes out with her hair uncovered, that's a violation of Jewish practice. So, the Gemara has a question on Ayin Bezim and Aleph, that a woman not covering her hair is not a violation of Jewish practice. A woman not covering her hair is a violation of biblical law. The Gemara says, It says, By a soita, you will uncover the hair, the head of a woman. And it's taught in the Academy of Rabbi Yisrael. It is a warning to Jewish women. It's a woman for, it's a warning for Jewish women that it's a biblical violation to have their hair uncovered. So, there are two... Uh, okay, before we see Rashi, I want to share with you a few interesting questions. Number one, let's share the screen here. Do you see the Maramakim? Yeah, okay. This comes from Igor Smaisha. Eben Hoezer, Chelek Aleph, Simon and Zayin. Be'isser priyas haroish la'amana, b'makam hefzid gadal. Says Ramosha, Nish'alti, I was asked, B'dvar ha'isha shenis amana, regarding a widowed woman, Utsricha l'farnis banel, she has to support her family. V'eno moitza l'histaker, l'misra she'yia, k'day l'farnis ha'spanel, she can't get an office job, ela b'im loisa chasas roisha, unless she doesn't cover her hair. Kishatia biha office. Lava bimisharsa. Imrasha. The only way she could get a decent office job is if she uh, doesn't have her hair covered. I guess back in the day, to what? They didn't have shaitos like they have today. You know, with all the criticism of shaitos and how glamorous it is, but the truth is, in the last 20, 30, 40 years, it really came along with the more widespread observance of women covering their hair. Because the reality is, uh, many women don't want to cover their hair with a tichel or some kind of shmata. And, but uh, this woman, apparently the sheta was not a, an option, and to wear a, a tichel, she's not going to be able to hold down a job that way. Nobody's going to hire her. So the question is, can a almana take a job um, and, and take the job without covering her hair. I mean, we could ask the same question, can a regular woman, let's say a regular woman, 
would only be able to get a married woman, would only be able to get a job if she wouldn't cover her hair, would she be able to forego covering her hair to get a job? So let's analyze this before we see Rashi and Arasugya, before we see anything. In general, how much money does a person have to spend to be Mekayim mitzvah? There's a general rule. You have to give up one-fifth of your money to fulfill a mitzvah, mitzvah saseh, um, mitzvah, certainly mitzvah dairaisa, let's say a lul of an esrog, let's say you, you, ha, you have very little money, it's going to cost you a fifth of your money to buy dalen minim, to buy uh, tefillin, to buy tzitzis, you got to spend a choymesh to be mekayim mitzvah. What about how much money do you have to spend not to violate an avera? So the halachas, you have to, uh, you need to spend all your money not to violate a Navera. A person has to give up all their money not to violate a Navera. What about, it's interesting, what about um, a Navera Durabanan? You have to give up all your money not to violate an Avera Durabanan. So for example, let's say somebody tells you, talk by Chazar Sashat, or I'm going to take away all your money. You have to give up all your money not to talk by Chazar Sashat. Even in Isra Durabanan, one would have to give up all their money. So, what would you say covering your hair is? Is that a positive mitzvah? Or is that a, an iser of not covering your hair? The nafkamina would be, how much money do you have to give up to be mekayimit? Because, let, let's, let's set the record straight. Get, having a job, having a job is worth at least a fifth of your money. Even someone who's a millionaire and he has a lot of money in the bank, but having a job, a career, it's worth at least a fifth of your money, right? So if covering your hair is a positive mitzvah, so then a woman would not have to cover her hair if it means losing her job. If it's an avera not to cover your hair, then a woman would have to give up all her money not to cover her hair. So let's look at Rashi in our sugya. Rashi says, what's the source that a woman has to cover her hair? The bottom Rashi on Ayin Bezim and Aleph says, the fact that we uncover her hair to make her disgusting, measure for measure, just like she uncovered her hair to be beautiful to her, the uh, adulterer, that means it's Aser. In other words, the fact that we, why do we uncover the hair of a Saita? Presumably because it's Mida Kneged Mida. She uncovered her hair to her Bayel, so we uncover her hair, Mida Kneged Mida. That implies that it was prohibited for her to uncover her hair to the Bayel. Then Rashi brings another Pshad, Inami, Mida Chsivu Para. Or you could say from the fact that it says we uncover her hair, Miklauda Hu Shaita Lav Perua Havas. That implies that at that, until then, it was not covered. That implies that at that moment, it was, until then, it was not covered. Shema from here we see, Ein derech It's not the derech for Jewish women to go out with their hair uncovered. So the second Shan Rashi is, the fact that we uncover her hair, that implies that until then, her hair was covered. That means biblical Jewish practice is for her to cover her hair. This is the Iker Pshat that Rashi says he would like to go with. 
So Rav Moshe brilliantly says that if you study these two explanations in Rashi, it would come out a very big nafkamina of how we look at a woman's obligation to cover her hair. According to the first reason that we do it to her, to be menavel her, to make her disgusting like she did to her bayel, that implies that what she did to her bayel was usr. Then not covering her, your hair is an iser. But if it's just an implication that until now it was covered, which means Jewish practice is for a woman to cover her hair, then that just means it's a mitzvah for her to cover her hair. But it's not an avera for her not to. Yeah, it would be an avera because she's not fulfilling her obligation. But it's not an iser, it's a mitzvah. The nafkamina would be, how far does a woman have to go to do it? Does she have to give up all her money? Now, another thing is, does an almana, does a widowed woman have to cover her hair? Is that the Arisa, or is maybe that only the Rabbanan? So Moshe says like this, V'heshavti, I answered, Sheyesh lahater la b'tzarach gadol kazeh, that this widow can be lenient for a very pressing need. Why? He says, it's Pashat, that even the Beishmuel and the Dagomer Vava, who say that an Amana has to cover her hair, that's not biblical, that's only Das Yehudis. Hurak Mitzah Das Yehudis. It's only Jewish practice that Alman has to cover her hair. Midaraisa only in Eshesish has to cover her hair. Therefore, since you could explain, the Torah doesn't say a woman is not allowed to cover her hair. I'm sorry, the Torah doesn't say that it's a woman is not allowed to go with her hair uncovered. Rather, hurak chiyav asay. It's a positive obligation shetelech bekisay arosh that she should go with her hair covered. <clears throat> so Rav Moshe says, just out of logic, it's mistaber that the Torah never said that it's usher for a woman to go around with her hair uncovered. But rather, it's a positive command. Oh, mistaber lanias daiti. Says Ramosha, it's logical to me. Shevazah pligi beis halashonis berashik subastaf ayin beis. It's mistaber to me that this is the machloikis between the two lashonis and rashik subastaf ayin beis. Befeirush hayalfusa. In explaining the limud of from soita. The lalish nakama. Shepirish, going to the first Lashon, who explains the Abdin and Lahachi, the fact that we do this to her, Lanavla, Mida, Kenegan, Mida, Kamoisha, Asasalas, nice, just like she did to be beautiful, Meklal, the Asr, that Lashon holds, Savashu, Isr. Vayin, Beritva, Shekasav, Lapirish, Look at the Ritva who explain, who writes, according to this Perish, Darashi, Meklal, the Priyas, Haroish, Pritzusu. We see that Prius Harosh is Pritzus, Leisha. According to the first Lashon of Rashi, the Ritva says, it's Pritzus for a woman not to cover her hair. Shalchin Vadai, who? Isser. It would, it would be an Isser for her not to cover her hair. Basar, but according to the second Lashon of Rashi, Sheperish, Midachsiv Upara, Meklal Dahi Shaita Labprohu, Shmamina, 
Ein derech prosrash. So we see it's not the derech of women, Jewish women, to go out with their hair uncovered. Mashma do inyan mitzvah. Allah, that's mashma, there's a mitzvah in her. La lechas bekisi harosh. Veloy inyan iser. Not a matter of iser. Rak shememela. Nase iser. Memela, there would be an iser because she's not fulfilling her mitzvah. Dehoi veras alhoase. Kishoi lechas pros rosh. Umasik rashi shikainikar. That the main reason that the main source for a woman covering her hair is the fact that we uncover the hair of a saita. That implies until then it was covered. Says Ramesh Vachila Gladina, the simple difference between these two Lashonas who, Dimu Isser. If it's an Isser, Yesh Lesser Afbe Hefsid Godal. You would ask her even if it's a big Hefsid. Shetafsid Koma Money, she would have to lose all her money. Avl Murak Chiyavasei, but if it's just a positive command, have a gam oinus mama, the yosem echamesh, then it's a, 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 extenuating circumstance of money more than a fifth. Debaasei Chayev Rakad Chaymesh. Says Rav Moshe. Belachain. Anything that's a hefsid of a fifth or more, namely, for example, she can't get a job unless she goes with her hair uncovered, that would be an oinus that she's not mechoyev according to the Lishna Basra, which is ikr. So you'll say, then even if she's not an almana, even if she's a regular married woman, she should be able to take a job, even if it's going to mean not covering her hair, because she doesn't have to give up a fifth of her money, to co- she doesn't have to give up more than a fifth of her money to cover her hair. What does it have to do with the fact that she's an almana, even if she was an ashes ish? Says Ramosha, if she was an ashes ish, where biblically she has to cover her hair, then you could say, well, even though Rashi says the ikker reason a woman has to cover her hair is as a asay. And then she would not have to do so if it's more than a fifth of your money. But it would be a suffix da'i raisa l'chumra. Mi suffix, well maybe the first version of Rashi is correct. And for a woman not to cover her hair, it's an iser. And then she would have to give up all her money. So a married woman, she would not be able to take a job if it meant her not covering her hair, even if it means her giving up all her money. Even though Rashi says the Iker is the second Lashon, but it's at least a Safek. Ava on the third line in the next paragraph, Ba'amana, look where my icon is. Shehu, Rak, Das, Yehudis. But Ba'amana, where it's only Jewish practice, Yesh, Lahakel, Misafek. Because it's not more Chamor than an Isser Durabanan. If it was an outright Isser Durabanan, we would say Safek Lakula. And furthermore, says Ramosha, in other words, the Das Yehudis here, which an Almana covering her here is Das Yehudis, which is not more Chamer than Isser Durabanan. So, Misafek, she would be able to be lenient and say, well, maybe the main reason a woman has to cover her here is that it's a mitzvah, she doesn't have to give up more than a fifth. But you could say further, it's only Jewish custom out of Jewish practice but maybe it's not Jewish practice for Amana to cover her hair if it's going to be a Hefzid Mamon. So that's the first Nafkamina between the two Lashonis and Rashi. 
the nafkamin would be an almana, where it would only be das yehudis, and now we have a suffix, is it a mitzvah or is it an assay? <clears throat> I want to share with you uh, one more nafkamina, amazing nafkamina. Unfortunately, you have situations where a woman is married for a short amount of time and then she gets and then she gets divorced and she's dating again. And if a guy sees a young girl on a date and she's wearing a shaitel, he's not interested. So the shaila is can this young Grusha go on a date, a date or two without a shaitel? So now, you know, if the, if, the, if the man likes her, so she'll tell her, um, she'll tell him that, you know, she's a grusha. Even though the chances are, Ramesha says, the guy already knows from before, if he, before going out with her, that she's probably a grusha. But at least the first time he sees her, she'll be appealing. Then the next time, if she wears a shaitel, he already, she's already matzachin be'enav. But if she wears the shaitel the first time, he thinks it's already, you know, uh, uh, it's already something that he's not interested in. So the question is, can this Grusha date without covering her hair? This is in Ebeno Ezer, Chelek Dalid, Simen Lamed Beis, Ois Dalid. V'hadin estape kvay terascha harama be'isha tzeira grusha she'en rotsana she'yeder she'esin nesua. A young woman who's divorced, she doesn't want people to know that she was married before. She wants to go without her hair covered. She's not trying to trick anyone. And the truth is, she can't trick anyone. Because all her friends know. Anyone who's going to want to marry her, he's going to do his They're going to say... They're going to tell him that she's a grusha. Uva Medina Seinu Behechrach Yeda Beisra Shimasam Be City Hall Shayla Balkvar. When they get, when they go for a marriage license, it's going to be recorded that this woman was previously married. So she's not trying to trick anyone. Her kavana is Ava Kavanasa, the Achar Sheyakiroisa. Her kavana is. That once he gets to know her, the Timsachin be ene echad lenoisa, she finds favor in someone's eyes that somebody wants to marry her. Loy toivad china, she won't lose her charm, kishetasapra loyachakach, when she lets him know, shahila babanaskasha, that she was previously married. Avakashayadu metchila she grusha, but a guy who knows about this girl that she was once divorced, loy yusafshavadasakha, she's not going to think anything of, he's not going to even consider her. It's a very uh, reasonable concern. Can we give this woman a heter based on what I wrote in Chelek Aleph, Simonon Zayin, that an Amona who needed a job, we said she didn't have to cover her hair based on the second reasoning of Rashi, that it's not usher for her to go without her hair covered. It's a mitzvah for her, and therefore she doesn't have to give up a fifth of the money. So just like I was matter there, that woman who they didn't want to give her a job, only if she didn't cover her So the question is, can we extend the heter to allow a grusha to go out without covering her? That's a very 
reasonable extension. Yes, you could give this woman a heter. Yeah, it's, that's also a big hefsid. Not being able to find another husband is a big hefsid. Just like I was matter it there. It should be mutter here. The grusha should tzarchel has roisha. Einagam came into raisa. Ah, a divorced woman covering her hair is also not biblical. She's not aishasish. It's also only das Yehudas, Jewish practice, but it's not. It's Jewish practice, but it's not medaraisa. Sheg de grusha should tzarchel has roisha. Einagam came into raisa. Elamitzah das Yehudas. Avot tzrichaleda. She needs to know. You need to know. Once there's no concern anymore that he won't like her, she's obligated to cover her hair. It's not going to be outright mutter. In other words, the bottom line is a divorced or widowed woman must cover her hair. But if it's a matter of her not finding a job or it's a matter of her not uh, finding a chasan, so again, a married woman... Okay, there's no heter for her not to cover her hair for money. Because even if she's going to lose all her money, we, we would be concerned for the first Lashon of Rashi that it's an Isser for her not to cover her hair. She would have to give up all her money. But in the case of a Grusha, or a case of an Almana, where it's not an Isser Da'iraisa, it's only an Isser Da'ab, it's only Das Yehudis, it's only Midrabanan, oh, it's only Midrabanan, then we could say, Safek Drabanan Lakula, maybe the second Roshan of Rashi, which anyway Rashi says is the Iker, is that it's not a Isser for her not to cover here, it's only a Mitzvah, and she would not have to give up more than a fifth of her money, giving up a job, Giving up the ability to remarry is considered more than a fifth of, of her money. It's a hefsid maruba, and she could be lenient. But otherwise, an almana or a grusha has to cover her hair. It's not da'iraisa, it's das yehudis. Okay? That's what I wanted to share with you tonight. And uh, on that note, have a great night. If you have any questions. Real quick, but if the bond is already, quote-unquote, broken, per se, if it's a B-war-C, why? Why? Why does she still have to continue to cover her hair? There's no, there's no connection anymore. I mean, I, and I would then question: Is there a difference between a widow and a divorcee? So there's no, there's no, there's no difference between a widow and a, and divorcee. The bond is broken, but it's considered um, das yehudis. Das yehudis is modest Jewish practice. You know, there are opinions that single women are also obligated to cover her hair. We, we don't uh, follow that. By some Hasidim, they are makbed that they braid their hair. Why? Because they're chayshesh, that hair, seyer be'isha erva, right? Seyer be'isha erva. Okay, it's more by a married woman, but it's not totally out of the realm of logic that really any woman has some type of... Uh, so, so, so we say it's a Jewish practice. It's Das Yehudis. Once she's married, once she was in a relationship with a man, she would have to cover here. The Shaila is when does that start, by the way? Does it start by the Chuppah? Right. Or does it start by the Bia? I think we spoke this out. The Mishnah is of the opinion, Aisha Nesua must cover her hair.
So in our yeshiva, they're very makbit, always to follow the Mishnah Burah. So uh, the Rosh Yeshiva will not be Masadar Kedushin if the woman does not wear a, a shetel at the chuppah. By my, my wedding, those were the uh, terms of the Seder Kedushin, uh, you know. And we, that's what we, that's, that's what we did. We were makbit on that. Most follow Rav Moshe. Rav Moshe says it's dependent on the Yichud Haroi Labiyah. Uh, or on the Bia itself. And then, you know, most Orthodox weddings, even B'nai Torah, the, the girl is not wearing a shetel, not at the chuppah, and not even after the Yichud room, at the dancing, her hair is not covered. Um... That's I'm sorry, we, we have the custom that we don't, that when they go in the yield, the, the yield room, we don't close the door completely. So uh-huh. there is not that problem. Uh-huh. Right. To avoid that issue. Yeah. Very good. Shkayach. Thank Shkayach. you very much, Rob. Okay, you. good night. Good night. Thank you. Call Tov. Good night. Recording stopped. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.